The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get a $100 free bet when you bet $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. State restrictions supply. We're also brought to you by the Mini Helmet Contest. The SGP Mini Helmet is in stores and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. We're also brought to you by our college football playoff props contest. $200 gift card to the winner exclusively on the SGPN app. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. at your service. And it is Friday in the association. I got my guy, Scott Studio, right? Show with me, Scott. What's going on? No, nothing much. Looking forward to going to the Friday card. I know usually Fridays are full of, I don't even know, like double-digit games. I believe we only have nine today, so a little bit light on the Friday card. Yeah, we normally we normally get about 11, 12, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, give or take, but I'll take the nine with some bowl games thrown in there, which should be fun. But looking forward to going through the card. I know I went 0-2 uh, earlier this week. I ended up sweeping yesterday, so I bounced back, which was nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. can't really complain too much. Went 2-0, and hit a couple of double-doubles as well. Uh, I had Zubak double double at plus. I was about to say two. what you hit on yesterday. I was gonna say I had Zubak double double, and I think it was plus two ten, plus two twenty, okay. which got there. I'm annoyed. Quickly didn't get there because quickly was like ten to one, but he wouldn't stop scoring. He had, yeah, he had a career points. high. Career he had thirty six points, but he's gonna play a bunch of minutes. He had seven assists. He had a shot there, but ten to one. I like the flyer. Didn't get there, but you ended up sweeping and ended up having a double double here and there too. So can't complain. Overall, pretty good day. How'd your Thursday go? Uh, Thursday was okay. I can't really remember what I bet last night to be honest, but uh, I know the Knicks absolutely blew it against the Spurs. And did you see Pop? Not Pop, but uh, Tibbs after the interview. After no. the, the interview after the game, they were I saw asking. I the pop interview for Doncic, but that's a separate. No, no, not that one. Uh, for for Tibbs, they asked him about quickly, and it was like, hey, like, how do you like the emergence of Emmanuel quickly? Blah, 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 blah. He's had career high in assists, and he just had a career high in points. And Tibbs is like, it doesn't matter. We lost. And it just proved to me, like, this Tibbs doesn't like Emmanuel quickly. I don't think Tibbs likes Emmanuel quickly. I don't think it's all. just him. I just think he, he dislikes anybody below 24. Yeah, twenty five, something like that. Like I mean, it's a threshold. Starts, but, there's an air, there's an age threshold, or you have to be a top three pick. It's like one or the other. But he he does not rock with everybody for Besides, sure. Besides, at the end of the day, even if your team lost, you still shouldn't completely disregard a great performance by your player. Yeah, you know, like yeah, at least give him they, some, like dap him up somewhat. I mean, come on. Yeah, it just I don't know. While I was listening, I was like, yeah, I don't think he likes quickly. Quickly might be a better asset on another team for somebody. Uh, for me, Wednesday was last day I was on the pod. I went one and one. I missed the lock. What was my lock Wednesday? Whatever it was, I missed it. I know that for a fact. Uh, and my dog was Warriors, Moneyline. Okay. That came in. No. Yeah, I missed. Okay, so my Wednesday lock was the first half of the Kings. I thought the Kings were going to get out. Second game against Denver, they were going to get out fast and try to, you know, right uh, the ship. Turns out Denver was killing them all game. Kings came back. Last second, won the game. I should have just played the full game, but I played the first half, so I took an L there. And then Warriors money line. Look, come on, guys. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. It's matter of fact, no. We'll talk about that team later. I'm not even going to mention it now. We'll talk about that team later because they are on the slate today, and we're going to go over it again later. But before we do that, I got to talk to you about Win Bet because Win is the official sports book of Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They're active in a bunch of states incredible ways to win you can do live betting you can pregame like you can do your pregame wages but you can do live betting you can do same game parlays you have the reduced juice on bowl games get in there get in there get the best odds on the bowl games i'm on south carolina later today money line so let's do that 
So much to choose from. All you do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet, where new customers can sign up and receive a special offer. Bet $100, get a $100 free bet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Also, just change terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 order and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Scott. Let's go ahead and dive into this slate here. First game up on the docket we have. Where do we want to start today? Let's start in Orlando because the Orlando Magic are hosting the Washington Wizards. Wizards are laying four and a half here. Opened up at five. It's come down half a point. Total opened up at 223 and a half. Is did, did you uh, get a phone call from the Magic because they're a little bit shorthanded for this game? Did they call I you did. up? To, uh, I did. I told them I had some already prior obligations. And so they set my flight out leaving out of uh, Norfolk International uh, right after this podcast. So I got to like dip and dip out to Norfolk okay. International. Just, make it, just asking. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not worried about the travel. You know, travel right before a game. I'm fine. I think I'm ready to go. Just get me in the gym and put some shots up. And I, I like my chances over there where they really don't have anybody that's playing in this mm-hmm. game. So I, I definitely like my chances. Let's go here and see what we have on an injury report. It's more of a suspension report, but still. It's definitely a suspension report. But so everybody knows the scuffle. If you haven't seen it already, the scuffle that happened between the Detroit Pistons and Orlando Magic. I'm sure you guys talked about it yesterday a little bit. And there have been suspensions that have come down on both squads. We'll talk about them when we get to the individual teams. For the Washington Wizards, Bradley Beal is questionable with the hamstring injury. Taj Gibson is questionable with the groin. And we have for the Magic. Wendell Carter Jr. is out this game because of that suspension. Cole Anthony is out. Mo Wagner is out. He will be missing two games. Jalen Suggs is out because of an ankle injury, probably the only person that didn't get suspended. Mo Bamba, Gary Harris, and RJ Hampton all are suspended as well. They actually had so many suspensions that they split the team in half, and half of them are serving the first game. The other half are severing next game because they could not play with as many people that got suspended. And, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Uh, Muno said on this edition of these dudes trying, ain't trying to fight for us. I, I, I want to ask you, like though, everybody, if you sucker punch, elbow somebody in the back of the head, are you trying to fight, or does that not count because you sucker punch somebody? No, I mean, you I. I don't even think it's really like a sucker punch. Yeah, I don't even think it's really like a sucker. Like, he was frustrated. He got pushed to the side, and it's like, uh, I think he would have punched him in his face if he turned around. So I don't think this was a a situation where he tried to sucker punch him and run away. Like, Killian Hayes definitely was trying to fight. Mo Walker, he looked like he was knocked out before he even got hit. Yeah, it definitely was. So I don't know what happened there. Maybe his brain rattled around during the push or something like that, but... Uh, all right. I don't know. Uh, I I don't think I'm adding anybody to these dudes. They ain't trying to fight for real. I'll let this one slide. All right. Projected lineup for Orlando. If anybody's wondering, Markel Fultz, Terrence Ross, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, and Bobo. I mean, are, are we just blindly taking Bancaro over? Like, doesn't he have to play forty something <clears throat> minutes? Who who do they have on the bench? I think Terrence Ross can get off in this game. Terrence Ross can, too. It's a good call. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to see props for him or not, but I'm just trying to think of the positions here. I mean, I'm blindly looking at Bull Bull double-double because you're missing Bamba, you're missing Carter, you don't have... Uh You're missing Wagner as well, either from suspension or concussion. Uh That's kind of wild. Guy got knocked unconscious and he woke up with a two-game suspension, but still. Yeah. (laughs) I do think uh, Bull Bull double-double is kind of an autoplay here. I just don't see any other bodies they have at center, and I think Uh that with the boost in minutes... We know Bol Bol is a fun role player. Is that a good year? He has to play 30 minutes in this game or more. Mm-hmm. I don't know who else is going to play center. So I'm looking at Bol Bol double-double. I'd probably look at Boncaro points. Munaf mentioned Fultz assists. I don't mind that either. Mm, they- I don't think I'm on that play, actually. Okay. I was, I, I, was, I was wondering if you thought there might be a sneaky spot there for Fultz triple-double. But yeah, yeah, no, definitely a sneaky spot. But my here's my thing with Fultz assists. Paula Bencaro and, and Terrence Ross are in the lineup. Or Ross is more two of a guys guy that on screens. So that yeah. doesn't hurt. Uh, well, I, I an ISO guy. When I think of but... Terrence Ross, I think of Terrence Ross creating for himself. 
not necessarily, you know, always being set up for his plays. Like he can just go and kind of ISO and create for himself and be a bucket. Uh, I don't know. False. The false play should be good. It's probably at it. Well, it depends if it's a juice number or not. I'm going to see what the value is, though. Like if triple double somewhere in the 20 to one range or yeah, something. Yeah, I would sprinkle on that for sure. They're so shorthanded. I think it's worth automatically a flyer. But yeah, I can understand your point. But it's mostly just about the minutes. I mean, you're trying to predict where the uptick's going to come in for the actual guys. Maybe you uh-huh. go for a, a really sneaky play and take like Caleb Houston points if he starts or something. Like you get so really Caleb Houston rebounds is what I have written down. Okay, because Caleb Houston's been pretty active around the rim and just defensive rebounds, trying to find ways to get the ball in his hand. And I mean, Florida guy and Caleb Houston. He came from uh, what was it, Monteverde, I believe. And yeah. so it just it. It seems like a really good spot here in Orlando where he's probably going to see an uptick in minutes. And this was another thing I had written down. The Magic don't have a game until Wednesday. Yeah. So we're here on Friday. They have Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. They might just give all the starters 40 minutes. That's the point that I'm that I'm making. They why would you not just give all your starters 40 minutes each? Because. You don't have you don't you have four days four days off between the next game and you're already short staffed on the bench. You don't want to go any deeper to let in some G League guys play. Like, why would this not be a game of five players plus Caleb Houston? It should be. By the way, I'm looking at some prices. I don't see triple double up yet. I see bowl bowl double double though is plus one seventy, which I think is a bargain. You can take Boncaro double double at plus one ninety five. Somebody's gonna have to rebound for this team. Yeah. So I'd probably look at those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, don't see Fultz triple-double. I see double-double at plus 240 for Fultz, but I think mm-hmm. Bowl has got a very good shot for rebounds, and if you're going to give me that price, I think that's definitely worth it. Yeah. I, I'm i on Orlando plus four and a half. I think this is the I think this is the Kachurian play here, and it actually makes sense just because I don't – well, one, I don't like the Wizards on the road. I really don't like the Wizards laying points on the road. But they've been also, good lately, though. I mean, mostly yeah. at home, but they've been they've been pretty good quietly. Yeah, no, days. they have. It's just – and, you know, they got a really good road win against uh, Phoenix that I remember about a week ago or something like that. So, But I feel like everybody's just automatically watched and watched and watched. And, like, everybody, as soon as they heard the suspensions, they're thinking, all right, we're fading Pistons, we're fading uh, Orlando in their next games. And – is that necessarily the case? Like, if I get those five plus Caleb Houston, they're playing all the minutes in the game. I feel comfortable, but just knowing that one Mosley might just say yes, yes, go play all the time. That's why I feel good with Paulo Bencaro points and laddering his points today because he should not come off the floor. For yep. what reason should he come off the floor in this game? And yeah, just I, because he's comes off, and just because he comes off, doesn't mean he's staying off for long. So I think he's going to have at least twenty five shot attempts in this game. Yeah, I was trying to look at Boncaro points here, and I see it's a twenty-three and a half. That's way too low. If you're if you want to talk about it, an out like just a game where he goes off, yeah, the coming out party, so to speak, I could see Boncaro potentially scoring thirty-five if he gets enough shots. If he gets twenty-three shots or whatever, he has yeah, a good chance I think he has a chance 35. to get into forty. I think yeah, I he think has he's a chance a to get into forty today because it's just going to be the usage. Why would he come off the court? Like, who else do they have? Matter of fact. He's a best underdog. Player. I mean, underdog tweeted out everybody that was available for this game. Let me go find that tweet real quick. Okay, Magic players that are available on Friday: Markel Fultz, Terrence Ross, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bencaro, Bo Bo, Kev, Kevon Harris, Caleb Houston, Admiral Schofield. Okay, so first of all, that's only eight guys. Yes, not all of them play forward. No. So you don't exactly have many backup options. If he, yeah, if he stays out of foul should play trouble, the entire game. he should play 40-something minutes. It might be quickly against the Mavericks before overtime. He plays 46 minutes. I mean, you might get that type of game, uh, actual, uh, say, responsibility for Boncaro. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think Boncaro, 35-plus points, maybe ladder that. I think it's definitely worth yeah, a shot. But I definitely ladder it. I agree with you on Orlando, though. I, I feel like even though Washington's been good lately, on the road, they're atrocious. They're five and fourteen. Orlando still has good starters. I, I think that if they avoid foul trouble and they just end up playing forty plus minutes each, they're good yeah. at home. I, I think Orlando's got a good number here at five. I'll take Orlando. I'm not going to rush to it though because I think more money will come in on Washington. Yeah, but I'll t- I'll definitely lean to Orlando. I think they got a shot to win the game. But you mentioned Boncaro points, which I agree with. I think laddering that makes a lot of sense just based on the volume he should get in this game. All right. 
I don't see, I don't have a number on Bencaro uh, on one book that I'm looking at. You said you saw a 23 and a half sitting out there. So, yeah, I, I was so hoping to see an alternative. I don't see it, uh, but I mean, you could expect his 25 to probably be like plus 120, his 30 to probably be in a three to one range. And a maybe. 35 might be like eight to one, nine to one. Like that might yeah. be a massive payout. And take that with the win. Cause I think they like, why would you not give your all in this game? You have four days off. I just yeah. don't understand why you would like, this is a spot to get up. And Especially for your players that your teammates that are suspended. This is definitely a spot to get up. And you're assuming Washington's overlooking them. I mean, yeah, they beat, because they, they the have Suns, eight players. They beat, yeah, they, they beat a bunch of good teams. They just killed Phoenix last time out. Had a couple days off. You're facing off against a shorthanded team. It wouldn't surprise me if Washington's kind of just looking ahead on the schedule. Who do they have next? I'm curious. But, yeah, I, I would definitely think that they would be looking ahead. And they play, they play on Sunday to Milwaukee. They have a, a two-game set Milwaukee against Milwaukee. Effect? There's no way they're focused yes. on this game. If before... Orlando plays their next game. Washington will have played Milwaukee twice. Yeah. This is a spot, man. This is the spot. Everybody's going to be on the Wizards. There's going to be a whole bunch of people that tell you Wizards. We're telling you Orlando. I'm telling you, this is the spot right here. Give me Orlando plus four and a half. Give me Orlando on the money line plus 160. By the way, I found I found an alt line for Boncaro. So okay. 30 plus is plus 390. Oh, I didn't see on. 35. I saw but it's 30. Go, it's going to be up there by the end of, by the time the game yeah. hits off. They're going to have 34 plus points is plus 10.05. Oh yeah. And 36 plus is 17.05. Moonoff said that Ben Carroll 35 plus and money line is 19 to 101 bit. Okay. That uh, is but, that is an official play by me. I will be playing that. That is an official play by me. I think that this is the opportunity and I'm going to have basically the same bet going, but instead of Ben Carroll, I'm going to put Terrence Ross because between the two of them, somebody between the two of them, one of those two is going crazy today. I found a book with uh, Boncaro thirty four plus and Magic Money Line twenty to one. So you have options, but yeah, a plus ten oh five for thirty four plus points. Like I'll, I'll take that. Sure, I would take that on just a regular day with Boncaro if I had a plus matchup. Now you're telling me I got a pretty decent matchup and he's likely to play the entire game. Like yeah. yeah. All right, total set at 225. I guess you could tell I'm on the over. Give me I'm Magic over Team too. total over. Give me game over. I think that it's going to be a bunch of points scored in this one. Just because we think Orlando is going to keep it close doesn't mean we like their defense. Yeah. Yeah, and then this is probably one of those spots that you can get like a second half. I know Moon off be playing second half over, so this could be a spot where he might be targeting a second half over with just tired legs from – the magic and they just decide that all right we're gonna punt playing on one side of the court because we got a score so they're just gonna punt defense and try to outscore them yeah. all right next game on the slate we have the los angeles lakers going to play the atlanta hawks minus seven and a half at home for the atlanta hawks 241 is the total injury report for these two teams and we have lebron james whose birthday it is questionable with an ankle injury Dennis Schroeder's probable with a foot. Lonnie yeah, like Walker's. LeBron's going to miss a game on his birthday. Okay. Yeah, sure. right. He's questionable. Yeah, he's right. he's okay. playing. He's playing. Lonnie Walker is probable with a tailbone. Austin Reeves is probable with an ankle. And that's about it. And then you have for the Hawks, Trey Young is probable with that calf injury that helped, that held him out last game, I believe it was. Yeah. And Clint Capella, was close. Clint Capella is not playing. And DeAndre Hunter is questionable. All right. I mean, it's another day, another Lakers bet. We know Atlanta's good at home. Do we trust Atlanta at home against the Lakers? To be honest, I like Lakers money one in this game. True. I, I just think that even though the Lakers are a team that we've roasted all season long, rightfully so, they're not very And good. continuing to roast. Continuing to roast, which is definitely fair. How the hell am I laying seven and a half with Atlanta? I don't care where they're playing the game. Like, Trey's been banged up. The team's falling apart. Capella's out. So you're assuming that you should see a, a lot of rebounding opportunities for Thomas Bryant or for LeBron maybe to go for a birthday double-double, triple-double. Mm -hmm. Does Atlanta have anybody with Capella being out that can actually stop LeBron from getting to the rim at will? It's going to be the Orlando game all over again. Like, I, I don't know how anyone's going to get in front of LeBron. Yeah. And it's his birthday, so why would he let up? Why would he let up at all? No, LeBron might go for a birthday fifty piece, and I wouldn't be surprised because Atlanta really doesn't have anybody that can stop. Because I don't, I don't think Okongwu is gonna 
I no. think he's athletic, but I don't think he's going to be able to do anything to keep in front of him. Like LeBron well, is was a like tank. Six, eight. Yeah, LeBron is a tank. I, I feel like I have to go with the Lakers here. Uh, I know that even though this team isn't very good, it's plus 250 on the money line. I'll Did take he really say that? Munaf? My fault. I, I don't know if he said that or not, but I'm a, I have no idea. But either way, I can't lay seven and a half with Atlanta. I understand they're better at home. Are they actually? I, I know that they've been good in years past. At this point with McMillan and with Trey Young and with the injuries they have, I, I can't go near him. I, I just can't do it at seven and a half. And assuming LeBron plays, I got to take the seven and a half. And I feel like taking the money line makes sense. This mm-hmm. is a game where I would take like LeBron 35 and Lakers money line, because if they're going to win the game, LeBron's going for 35. Yeah. And I guess that's how you play. To, I guess that's the best way to play LeBron birthday game is the fact that the Lakers get a W. I was, somebody asked me earlier today, hey, is Bron's birthday how we playing it? And I'm like, well, I mean, Bron plays like every day is his birthday because he constantly puts up numbers. Like, And he's still trying I, to catch Kareem. So, you know, he's yeah, trying to go so, for a bunch of points every game. Yeah, so I just – I don't know how to play Bron birthday game. He always does the same stat line. So, I guess the best way to play Bron birthday game is that the rest of the team gets up for him. And instead so, of but... yeah, and instead of is just being Braun, is Braun the rest of the team, and they go out here and get a really good road win in Atlanta, which is would be impressive. I'm not gonna lie, a road win in Atlanta, especially you, with Atlanta. Do you want to make a loss. case for Atlanta? Because I really can't make one at seven and a half. I just don't like this team. So the case for Atlanta is that the def- there's no interior defense for the Lakers yeah and so you can expect the Atlanta to get to the rim to drive at will and basically do the same thing that Braun is doing to them Trey Young and DeJounte Murray can do the same to a lesser extent because they are guards but to just be more athletic get to the rim see a lot of Trey Young floaters where he kind of baits the defender and puts and lobs it right over their head you can see DeJounte Murray coming off the three-point line with a full head of steam like I can see stuff like that happening so the case for Atlanta is that Trey Trey Young and DeJounte Murray just go off. And I think that is a very good possibility. I think it is too. I'm, I'm looking at I'm not laying seven and a half yeah. in line. I'm not laying seven and a half in line. So look, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking I'm at you. props here. I see LeBron 39 plus is around 290. Okay. So it, it's definitely not a great price, but everyone's kind of anticipating LeBron to go nuclear on his birthday. I think you just got to play it with the money line. You just got to play Bron points, whatever you want. If you want to do it at 35 and money line, I think that's what what you got to do. Yeah. That's, that's the best way I'm to get the value. I'm trying to see what I can get for this fun parlay. If I wanted it. Okay. I so this is, this is actually really, really funny. Okay. okay. I got four picks for you. It okay. pays out at 199 to one. Okay. I got LeBron 39 plus Lakers money line, Boncaro 34 plus Orlando money line, 199 to one. Let's do it. I mean, I'm having fun. It's 199 to one. I'll have fun with that. Yeah, I'm, I will. I will make sure that I have a sprinkle on that because this just maybe this is just the heat check for us. Maybe yeah, it's not? just the heat check for us. But it just seems like, and I know I struggle taking a like fading Atlanta at home, especially Atlanta off a loss. They have not lost back to back games at home all season. But man, if there's ever a spot that the rest of the team gets up for Braun is today. It should, but it's also about to be New Year's. You know, we got to try to end it with a bang. Yeah, I know. I like that. So I will co-sign Scott with that parlay, and I'll be on that as well. All right. Total set at 241. It's come up from 233 and a half, by the way. That's such a huge move. You mentioned they have no rim protection on either side, so I feel like I'm obligated to take the over, but the problem is you miss eight points. At some point, closing line value is going to matter. Yeah, trying to figure out at what point does that matter. Maybe I think I okay. This is how I play it. I'd wait till game time and see what the line does from this two forty one. If game time comes and the line gets to if it stays at two forty one, all right, bet then I'm just going to lean go ahead and go in on the over. But if we get closer to game time, yeah, if we get closer to game time and there's some buyback and it goes to 240 and a half, I will come in on under. 
So that's why I'm, I'm kind of waiting for Limo to see what it does because we missed the value. And at this point, there's no harm in just waiting a little bit longer. So mm-hmm. that's how I play it. Yeah, I think I'd lean over, but I agree with you. I think waiting it out is probably the better move. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Toronto Raptors coming off a of back-to-back where they got throttled by the Memphis Grizzlies at home, welcoming the Phoenix Suns. Minus one and a half for Toronto. 222 is the total. Come down from 224 and a half for the Suns. Landry Shem is out. Campaign is out. You know you're not seeing Devin Booker because he's going to be out for the next four weeks. And Cam Johnson is still on IR. And for the Toronto Raptors, we have, well, you got a TBD on Fred Van Fleet and Precious Achua because they did play yesterday. Rare home. Was did that game finish as a blowout? I know they were getting blown out at one point. Did that game finish? They, as they a were getting smacked the entire game. Uh, they were yeah. down double digits at the half. It, it really wasn't. Yeah, good. they they lost by thirteen at home. That's a blowout. So yeah. I've said that I I like Toronto at home all season. That was uncharacteristic. Even though I was kind of on Memphis in that game. Is Phoenix? Phoenix is so bad on the road, but this Toronto team has just been so overvalued, especially at home. They just have not played good basketball lately, and they're on a back-to-back. My issue here is that you still have OG Anobi, who's one of the best defenders in the league. Mm Mm-hmm. So I assume he he takes on Bridges and it's kind of a, a battle between him and Bridges there. He might just take on Chris Paul and just force him off a spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it really is like whether it's him or Chris Paul, I'm I'm sitting here thinking like who else is gonna score for Phoenix? DeAndre Ayton, I, I really, I'm starting not to trust DeAndre Ayton. He does get to his points prop, so I can't not fade. I can't fade him because he gets to his points prop. Mm-hmm. But it looks so ugly at times. Like he'll, I'll look up and he'll be like five for eleven as a big man, and I'm like, dog, all your shots are coming near the rim. Like, what are you doing? I'm taking, I'm taking Toronto because they got blew out. Okay. Toronto. I'm taking Toronto to right the ship after they got embarrassed last night against Memphis. I think that they didn't think that they were going to play that bad. I'll take Toronto minus one and a half, minus one twenty on the money line. I think my favorite play is the un- the under in this game. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the main lean I have there. I think everything else. I'd lean Phoenix, but there's no chance I bet the side. I think the under is probably the sharp side. Because who's who's scoring for Phoenix? And uh, then if you don't have Fred Van Fleet, you're gonna have some issues on Toronto's side. And if well. you have Ananobi on Chris Paul, you completely might just disrupt the entire rhythm of the offense. These games are tough because you don't see these two teams play a lot. Yeah, you don't. This could be a fun same game parlay game. Just just going off of the game script that you have in your head. Just play it. That's how I kind of play some of my same game parlays. I have a game script in my head, and I just say, all right, this, 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 this. And, you know, if I'm right on the game script, I typically cash. And if I'm not, then, well, oh, well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm on I'm on Toronto here. I think – I just – I don't know who's scoring for Phoenix. Like, I really don't know who's scoring for Phoenix. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves going to play the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks are laying six and a half at home. 227 is the total. And we have here for the Timberwolves, Kyle Anderson is questionable. Jordan McLaughlin, Kat, Torian Prince not playing in this game. And for Milwaukee, Drew Holiday is doubtful with an illness, and you're not going to see Chris Middleton. So it's Giannis and company. Giannis and company laying six and a half against Minnesota. Am I supposed to be afraid? I mean, Gobert's playing, right? So I'm taking Milwaukee. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's how it goes. They're 0-7 in their last seven games with Gobert. So I can't even praise his rim protection anymore because Zion dropped 43 on his head. So I don't really know what Gobert's doing out there. Milwaukee's entering this game off the overtime loss to Chicago. Uh, Giannis had a very inefficient 45 and 
what do you have, 45, 22, and five or six or something? It was something stupid. But they ended up losing the game. Yeah. I think Giannis goes nuts in this game. I like the over for his points. That's kind of my main breakdown. I'd lean to Milwaukee anyway, but Giannis' mm-hmm. points just look so free. I, I just don't know how how Minnesota is going to stop him. Real quick, because Troy Cole say LeBron doubtful today. I didn't see that. So if it does say that, if LeBron doesn't play, this, the play is easy for me. I'm still going to take the Lakers, and I'm just going to play Bron birthday game. They get a win for him in his absence, and then I'm just going to play Russell Westbrook, and Russell Westbrook triple-double or double-double, something like that. Yeah, so Westbrook triple-double makes sense if LeBron's out. I still think yeah. LeBron's going to play. But... I, I think he's going to play too, but if he doesn't, I still think the team gets up for his birthday because you know he's going to be on the bench. So Yeah. All right, sorry, back to Milwaukee and Minnesota. I mean, what is there to like about Minnesota, guy? Like, like really, when you look at when you look at Minnesota play, is there anything that you look at and be like, "Wow, they did a really good job with that." Even in games they win, I don't think they look like they look like a real basketball team to be honest. No, their best stretch of basketball this season was when Gobert was injured and Edwards went nuts and they won three straight games. That that's the best stretch of basketball they played all season long. I don't think it's a coincidence they're three and zero with Nas Reed as their starting center and then Gobert comes back and they're over. It's not a coincidence. Like I just don't. I think that this team is horribly constructed. I'm on Milwaukee, but I I do think Giannis points. How is anyone supposed to stop Giannis in this game? He had 45 last game. You have no Holiday, most likely. Middleton's well, out. I will say, in Rudy Gobert's defense, Giannis has had some pretty bad games against Rudy Gobert recently. Yeah, it's more, it's more it's about different the teams. Yeah, granted, different teams, all that, but – and he should get the volume. And the volume was down in these games, nine shot attempts, ten shot attempts, five, eight, ten, ten. Like, the volume – yeah, okay, so I'm back with you. So those he had low attempts, but any of the games that he had volume that he really did well in, 16, 22, 30, 26, 22, 25, in all of those games he was – 33, 37, 30, 43, 30. Like, so if Giannis gets the attempts, he's going to go off. Yeah. All right. I, th- I think he has to get the attempts. So I'm going to go with the over. I think he goes for 40. Give me Giannis triple-double today. Okay. It's an interesting pivot. I was not expecting that. Uh, yeah. let me, let I mean, me Giannis, Giannis always is a pretty decent distributor when Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton mm-hmm. are out. And so now I'm just going to sit here and say that I don't believe in the rest of the team of Minnesota at all. And I think that they – you know, come off their spot, let people get up. Grayson Allen probably goes off because everybody was shit-talking him all all the past couple of days after that, you know, shit he tried to pull with DeMar DeRozan. So I think there's opportunity for Giannis to get in the lane, score, and be able to kick out. And then, of course, Rudy Gobert is going to give up rebounds to him because Rudy Gobert just doesn't feel like he should be rebounding basketball anymore. So, By the way, the odds on these uh, Giannis props are – Horrible. Uh, Giannis 40 plus is plus 195. Ew. And Giannis triple doubles plus 550. Just absolutely disgusting. Like, I don't think I can play either. I, I can't. I love that's the lame. idea in principle. You can't get yeah. the value that much. That's just, that's way too much. Maybe if you want to. What's Giannis for assist? Like, what's it, what is it if we ladder his assist up? Okay. Uh, let me see what that is. Um, Assist. I was gonna say Giannis rebounds if you want to ladder that, but okay. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good one too. Like, what if Giannis you just could go, go for twenty rebounds props? But so Giannis ten plus assists is plus four hundred. A uh, twelve plus assists is a thousand. Is ten to one. Uh, his regular numbers at six and a half at minus one twenty eight. All right. Well, I played a six and a half, and I guess I just won't have fun with Giannis today because they the books suck and they sucked all the juice out of Giannis props. Mm-hmm. And I guess that ha- that means uh, I want something fun in this game because Minnesota sucks. And you already mentioned the great you, you mentioned the Grayson stuff. If you want to pivot and maybe take, let me see the three point shots for some guys because if Giannis is going to get assists, he needs a lot of guys to make threes. Um. I see Lopez three threes at plus two fifty, but I don't see Grayson Allen. I don't see Connaughton. Yeah, you got to wait for some of those guys yeah. probably later. But Bobby Portis, I'd probably be on Bobby Portis. Okay. 
All right. That's it. They uh, they made that game not as fun as it probably should have been. I hate when the books do that. Mm-hmm. All right. What was it? 227 and a half is the total? I think this goes under because what if, like, a home game from Milwaukee? What if they just lock in defensively here? Like, what, what yeah. offensively with Rudy Gobert in a lineup do you like about Minnesota? Like, they get stagnant so many times. And because it's at one point they're playing four and five. I like the under anyway, because with Giannis basically being by himself out there, yes, he's dominant. That means you really don't have many shot creators on the floor besides him. You have Grayson mm-hmm. Allen, you have a bit of Connaughton, you have Lopez. It's really just Bobby Portis, to be honest. And Bobby Portis, but even Portis, he occasionally isolates in the paint and goes for some type of you know mid-range jumper. But that means roughly three or four of your starters <laughs> are going to stand around and watch Giannis dribble the entire time and hope that he gets them open. So I'm on the under because I just think that they're going to drain a bunch of clock per possession. Oh, whoa. Oh man, people do not drink a sprite in the morning. Man, I you can't want a sprite cranberry. What? What is that good? No, uh, I, that was more just the LeBron uh, oh. commercials for Christmas. Oh, okay. Those commercials, the animated. You want? A yeah, sprite yeah, cranberry? yeah. I was about, I was about to say, ew, that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> I've never had it, but that commercial haunted me for like five straight it, years. Yeah, I that sounded terrible. <laughs> Hey, do you remember the LeBron commercial where he was like, he, it's when he first got to Miami and he was riding the bike around town and everybody wanted to ride their bike with him and like follow him all yeah. around town. <laughs> I still think my favorite LeBron commercial is probably the family one with the pool. Wait. He's the agent with like the hair with the fro and he jumps in with in the suit off the whatever. Training in the pool? Michael didn't train any pool. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's an all time. Okay, okay, that's okay, probably okay. my favorite right, LeBron right, commercial right, right, that's ever been. Because I'm sitting here, I'm like, bro, which which LeBron commercial? It's like, it's like baby LeBron, the grandfather LeBron. Like, don't make me get out of the seat. Yeah, that's probably oh, my man. favorite uh, LeBron commercial. I'm trying to remember what the even. I also think of the little Powerade commercial where he was chucking those 90 foot jumpers, like, <laughs> and it kept going in. He's like Powerade. I, I thought that. the uh, you remember the one with Drake and Drake is rapping forever, and then he like goes into like a robot and yes. the sprite is coming out. I yes. thought that was the weirdest commercial in the world. That was be- that was old Drake. That was like last yeah. time. Oh yeah, that's Drake, baby Drake. Face Drake. That is 100% yeah. baby face Drake there. But that is Degrassi Drake. That's Degrassi the Drake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what was it? Jimmy? Jimmy? I think his name is Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I don't know how we got on. on well, we talked about well, you. I, I mentioned Sprite Cranberry and, that and, and then we started rolling. Yeah. But. All right, that's funny. Okay. Under... Milwaukee, pretty easy in that game. Next game on the slate, Detroit is going to Chicago to play Chicago Bulls. Bulls are laying eight and a half at home, come up from seven and a half. Uh, total sitting at 230 was 229 and a half. Injury report for these two teams. And you have for the Detroit Pistons. Well, let's start with the suspension report. Because of that incident in Orlando, Killian Hayes has been suspended for three games. And Habadou Diallo has been suspended for two. Marvin Bagley is questionable with the illness. And next we have Caruso, who is probable to play in this game with that shoulder injury. Patrick Williams is questionable with a collarbone. Kobe White is questionable with the knee. Javante Green is probable with the knee. And Derek Jones Jr. is questionable with an ankle. Big return for Chicago getting Alex Caruso back. That will help them defensively, probably help them at somewhat be a better team. I still can't. I'm not touching Chicago. I'm I'm so done with Chicago. I wanna take them, but they're laying eight and a half. And and that I just can't get behind. I'm looking no. for props, which I don't see. I loved Jade and Ivy assist today. Oh, I, I gave it out before the suspensions came down. I said, when the suspensions come down, let's just go ahead and bet Jake and I for a double-double. He's I'm going to have to the ball in his hands. He's going to have to. And he, But the thing is, he plays better off ball. So, yeah. like, he plays better scoring-wise. I wouldn't say he plays better as an entire player. When he has the ball in his hands, he goes into point guard mode. Like, Tom, that is you're how he telling plays. me Jade and Ivy double-doubles 22-1? to one? Where do you see that at? Uh, well, well, don't tell me, but like, you yeah. just whatever. Scott, put something in there for me. <laughs> no Twenty-two way. to one. No, that's not. That's ridiculous. That's what? not real. That is not real. Uh, okay, that can't be real life. 
I have no idea how it's 22 to one. I, I understand he might not be the greatest facilitator in the world, but Killian Hayes is out. So you're looking at Ivy holding the ball the entire time. Really? And that you can also get rebounds there. Like 22 to one. I, I'm shocked. That was the price. And you're even looking at a couple games ago. He played against the Clippers. Game did go to overtime. He played 30 minutes. He had eight assists. It's possible. 22 to one. No, that's ridiculous. I am I shocked. That's ridiculous. That's and maybe price. it's, I mean, I'm looking at his assist price at four and a half. Like, that's what it's normally at. It hasn't moved. There's no movement on Jaden Ivey. And Hayes, we know, is usually a guy who could potentially walk into seven assists. I, I've given out Hayes assists several times on the show. So, I 22 to one. I mean, that's just, that's wild. I'm letting you know I'm getting down on that. And that's that's got to be a mistake. I'm getting down on it. <laughs> I don't know if it is a mistake. I see another book with 18 to 1 for double double. So I just think it's drastically mispriced. All right. Uh I mean the I don't know what the odds of that actually cashing are, but it's definitely better than like five percent. Yeah. Yes. It's come on. You're telling me he's he's gonna have the ball in his hands. Like I like our chances. That is an official play for me. That is I'm looking at it and I'm betting it right now. That is an official. I think official it has to on principle. Twenty two to one is wild. I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. All right. Huh. What What else are we? Oh, we're actually still breaking down a game. That just threw me all the way off. I like the okay. over. I'm just going to go with the over and call it a day. Yeah, I like the over. Give me Detroit plus eight and a half because I'm not touching uh, Chicago. Honestly, this game is probably – this is teetering that 10-point range. I just wish it would have been 10. If it would have been 10, I would have locked up Detroit on the money line. I thought but, you'd be all over like Alec Burke's 20-plus points or something. Dog, he had a perfect game. Oh, I know he did. Uh, it, it was like gonna, it means he's it probably going to so, be horrible today. But and like I want people to go back and watch the game and just look at how aesthetically pleasing it was because he was not like he didn't have a perfect game and he was just getting his shots at the whim. This man, anything that he had, even free throws, it was nothing but net. It was so pleasing. It was such a great Alec Burks game. All right, next game on the slate. We have – oh, he wants a first bucket, DJ. I, I guess I'll figure something out. I really don't know first bucket stuff like that. But, I mean, this next game is a game where you can take first bucket props, and that is the Philadelphia 76ers are going to play the New Orleans Pelicans on the road. Mine is sitting at minus one for the Pelicans. 228 is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have – oh, when I find it. Where are these teams at? That's Minnesota. There's Philadelphia. Tyrese Maxey is probable to play in this game. So Tyrese Maxey looks like he should be making a return today. Herb Jones is questionable with conditioning after COVID. Larry Nance Jr. is doubtful. And you know you're not saying bring it Ingram. Yeah. Joe Embiid is like a first bucket Hall of Famer. He really is. The only question is – who actually has the advantage in a jump ball situation? Is it Embiid or is it Valanciunas? Because that's a big piece of the uh, yeah. The it is. It is. I let's see if there's one guy that always drops like a chart. Let's see if he has a chart for them. By the way, my favorite first basket tonight, if he plays, is LeBron. You have a Kongu going up against Thomas Bryant. I'll take Bryant in the jump ball, but I think LeBron his birthday is going to get at whatever shot he wants to take in this game. So yeah, he might he might just you know let the offense set up once he sees the lane, just take it. So okay, yeah, let's do that. So all right, now we have I'm going to say Embiid because Embiid is just okay. the first bucket guy. We got, so. we got Embiid and LeBron. All right, we'll figure out the rest, and we might have to go back into the earlier games to get another one. But one more piece of that parlay should be pretty decent enough. But there you go. You have two legs right there. For this game, I mean, is this not a master class by Embiid and Zion? You're assuming it will be. I'm also looking at Harden assists. That's just been money in the bank for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think yeah, I think he probably goes for a double double. Harden double doubles minus one forty, so there's not much value on it. But it's really just setting up for endless pick and rolls. You're going to dare New Orleans to figure out a way to guard Harden and or Embiid. They probably won't be able to, and that's where you're looking at it. I think I like Valanciunas under for points though. Mm-hmm. He has to get into foul trouble in this game. Like, how does he not get into foul trouble? 
He's going to have two fouls in three minutes. Joel Embiid does that. If he doesn't, like, how is Joel Embiid not easily just walk into 12 first quarter points? Yeah, he should. Embiid's very good at scoring early and then occasionally slows down as the game goes on. But I got to assume Valanchunas has two fouls before the end of the first half of the first quarter. Yeah. All right. I mean, uh, this line, I mean, I really think this is like a pick them. Honestly, I like both of these two teams. I will... I'll reluctantly take the home team. Give me New Orleans minus one and a half. Okay, cool. Or minus one. That's what it's at. That's the best line. Do Philadelphia speed it up now that Max is back? I think Max is coming off the bench. Probably so. I don't think it makes any impact with the starting lineup at all. You can argue maybe closing lineup, but we know how long it usually takes for players to get fully acclimated. We saw it with Desmond Bain. He was terrible for the first couple of games. You got to just let him do his thing. I think Max, he's going to be responsible for the bench unit, if I had to guess. All right. That could actually be pretty fun. And pretty I think it will be, but unit. I don't know why you uh, use Max in the starting lineup right now in his first game back. I think he has to come off the bench. Oh, I, there's no way I'm I'm betting a side on this game. This is too close. No. I think this is really a coin flip, but I'll just say New Orleans because they're at home. But they, yeah. I really, I really, That's really exactly think this is how I'm looking flip. at it. But it's a coin flip completely. I, got I like the over though. Yeah, I think I think that especially if Maxine can get that second unit going, I think there's going to be a lot of points um, on the on the board in this okay. one. So, so Nick's mentioning Siakam. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, so Nick said that he's the first bucket guy. He says Siakam's cash five this month, including last night. The issue there is that he's going up against DeAndre Hunt, not DeAndre Hunt, but DeAndre Ayton in a jump ball, and Ayton's probably going to win the jump ball. So now you got to hope that Phoenix doesn't score the first possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like my chances with that, even though I do like. And well, you got to think how many times is are they really winning a? tip-off is the Raptors, so they might just be playing good defense, and then Siakam gets it on the other side. I'm not going to do it for our last leg. I think we could find something better, though. I thought about Aiton for that game, just because Phoenix always gives him the first shot. But Yeah, like Aiton, I think Aiton is a solid, but I don't, we'll, we'll skip off that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, before we get to the rest of the slate, I got to remind you all about the SGP Mini Helmet Contest, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to win a helmet is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And we also have our college football playoff props contest. It's simple. Pick your favorite college football playoff props. And the winner will get a $200 gift card to the merch store exclusively on the SGPN app. All right. Next game on the slate, we are going over to the West Coast for these games. Now we have the Miami Heat going to play the Denver Nuggets on the road. Denver's laying four in this game. 223 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have Jimmy Butler. Injury management is probable. Uh, Kyle Lowry, personal reasons, not on an injury report. Caleb Barton is questionable with an ankle. Gabe Vincent is probable with the knee. Dwayne Detman's out with the foot. Nikola Jovic is probable with a back. And Udonis Haslam is questionable with an Achilles. Okay, whatever. For the Nuggets, you have Jamal Murray, who's questionable due to injury management. Aaron Gordon is questionable with a shoulder injury. Bruce Brown is questionable with a ankle injury. And I see Jeff Green is out. Yes. I know what I'm doing. What are you doing, Scott? I want to blindly take Denver because they're at home and they just blew a massive lead against Sacramento in their last game. But their supporting cast is kind of shot, uh, which is yep. concerning. Gordon's been so good with Yo- with, Yo- with Jokic because Gordon's just a very good cutter and he gets a lot of easy dunks at the rim. I think I have to lean Denver just because they're at home. They should be really motivated after they punted that game to Sacramento. And Miami on the road historically is awful. So I'll go with – I'll lean Denver – Jokic masterclass might be, you know, in the books here. Maybe Jokic points. I could see him going for 40. But I do think at the end of the day, I'll lean Denver. I'd probably wait on it, though, because I really do want to hear the injury news. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm leaning Denver at home. So for me, I've already got a bet on Miami money line on this game. Oh, yeah, Miami. I thought you yep. automatically fade Miami on the road. No, no. Miami as a favorite on the road oh, historically okay. is really, really bad. Miami as a dog in any situation, whereas at on the road or at home, they're normally a really, really good team as a dog. And I've been waiting for another dog spot to catch Miami in. And even though this is 
you know, I believe it's the first game of that road trip that they're on because they just played at home against the Lakers. So this is the first game of the road trip that they're on. Going over to Denver, Denver just doesn't expire any confidence in me. Like Denver, I really don't think they're anything more than a first round out in the playoffs. Like there's, I just don't have any confidence in this team. You're telling me that I may not have one of Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, or Bruce Brown. Yeah. Like Murray being questionable due to injury management just tells me they're not going to play him. Like he's missed a couple games this week, I believe. Yeah, like they they're really they're being careful with them after coming off of the injury. They're being really really careful with them and Bruce Brown is going to add a level of defensive like he's he gets the defense in order. You, if you watch the games, Bruce Brown is the guy that's barking out, "Hey, you switch, you do whatever." Like he's barking out orders on defense for that team. Eric Gordon has been playing really well. He's questionable. I mean, I I just don't think that Denver is a good team. If you look at Denver, they're eleven and fifteen as a favorite this season. I think Miami is a dog. It's the spot that you want to back them in. <clears throat> Excuse me, is the spot that you want to back them in, and so. Yeah, give me a Miami plus four. I'm getting basically the entire cast here. Mm. So I feel good. Like Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, who's guarding both of them? It's fair. I, th- I think I'm, con- I think I'm kind of with one. Colby in this one in the comment section. It seems like a close your eyes special for Denver. Just hoping they respond emotionally after choking that game to Sacramento. You hope they give it their best effort, but I'm not going to play this game. I think Denver's playing more like the second half Denver in that game than the first half. So I'm going to take Miami. I'm on Miami on the money line. What is that money line was plus 150. And I think that there's going to be outs on Denver. That's why I got in on it now, because I think there's going to be outs on Denver. Like, I don't think all three of those guys are playing tonight. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And if that happens, we're going to get this game is going to come back to three. I'm I'm just going to pass, but I'll lean Denver. All right. Next game on the slate, we have Portland Trailblazers going to play the Golden State Warriors. In Golden State, Trailblazers are laying two and a half. 232 is the total. Game opened up at four and opened up at 230 and a half. So a point and a half on the total and a point and a half on the uh, side as well. Injury report for this game, and you have... Nurkic, who is probable, you have Keon Johnson out, Greg Brown out. I don't think either one of those really means too, too much. And you know that you're not going to see Justice Winslow, Nazir Little, or Gary Payton in a second. I'm telling you, I think I tweeted out, there's only three teams in the – wait, let me finish the rest of this injury report before I say that. And for the Warriors, you have Andrew Wiggins out, Clay Thompson not on the injury report, so he should play. Probable for Jamon Green, probable for Dante DiVincenzo. Jamichael Green is out, and Andre Iguodala is out. And you know Steph is still missing time. So there's only a hand, four teams, four teams that I viably think have a chance to win the West. Memphis, Golden State, obvious reasons there. Mm-hmm. The Pelicans, semi-obvious. And then all the way at 36-1. to one, Portland, because again, Portland is playing good basketball now, and their defensive star is not playing yet. Like, I think that this team, when Gary Gary Payton II comes back and he gets his legs under him, I think this team is going to be huge. Like, I think that they are going to – one – person in the backcourt does a lot for you defensively against mm-hmm. the West and guard how guard heavy the West is. Gary Payton a second is going to have a huge contribution to this team. And I can't wait to see this team with him in the lineup and how they start playing. In terms of this game, I know it's Golden State at home, but I feel like I'm on Portland because Portland hates Golden State. Like Dame hates Golden State. He wants to be, he wants to win this game bad. I think I'm leaning Golden State. I think my favorite play is the under in this game, which sounds a bit wild because you're expecting a lot of points with the Lowarding company. But Golden State defensively, they've been really good ever since they got smacked by Brooklyn where they benched the entire team. Mm-hmm. Gave up 109 to Memphis, gave up 105 to Charlotte, gave up 107 to Utah. Now, we've roasted Charlotte in the past. They still play up tempo. They still mm-hmm. can score. Utah's very good offense, and Memphis is a good offense. 
Golden State defensively has been really good. And I, and I do think that with Golden State being a bit offensively challenged because of the lack of overall shot creators they have, still have Jordan Poole, who's a bit streaky. Clay, we know, is streaky too. I like the under. I just think this total at 232 and a bit high since Golden State might have turned a corner defensively. I like the under in this game. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I kind of can get what a, it is a really high total. For Golden State's defense for the past week, I think it's definitely a high total. Yeah, 232. I, yeah, I think I could come. I could see you on the under, but I think this is Portland, man. Portland just has a lot of options, and I think that this is – I think this is the game. The stars just go crazy. Like I, I, I see Dane going in here and dropping forty points tonight on them. I mean, there's no Wiggins. You're not really afraid of Clay defensively anymore no, in this point in his career. Like you're not, you're, you're, you're not afraid of that. Who's their main guy realistically? Like Divincenzo at this point defensively. And sure, Draymond can get switches on Dane, but Draymond's not going to try to follow Dame around all game. And if he does, I think Draymond's even cooked. Like, I don't think anybody can stop Dame in this matchup. It's just... Not to mention Grant and Simons and they have all the... Yeah, problems. like, you got to be... Fo- I think he's going to have his hands full with Jarvin Grant, honestly. And so, Dame, he takes this matchup personally. He hasn't played in this matchup in... Well, no, he played last year, one game. But in serious basketball, he hasn't played in this matchup because he's been hurt for the past two seasons mm-hmm. or so. I think this is a game where Dame... In, in Chase Center, he tries to show off on the road, has a really, really big game. Give me the Portland Trailblazers, minus two and a half. For me, I'm leaning Golden State. I'm just not going to go against the team getting plus money that's 15-2 and two at home. But I like the under as my favorite play. A Golden State's success of the past three games has correlated with their defense. I hope they keep it going. So yeah. I'll go to the under. I like Dame double-double, too. Uh, Kobe is my dad. It's 20, 420. I like Dame double-double as well. Okay. All right. Is there two Kobe's? I feel like there's two Kobe's in here. There is two Kobe's. I knew I wasn't tripping. All right. Next game on the slate, we have last game on the slate. By the way, lower double-doubles, roughly plus 210. Plus 210? Yep. I'm about to parlay that with uh, (laughs) – I'm going to parlay that with Jayden Ivey. All right. I'm just taking Ivy straight. It's 22 to 1. 22 to 1 is insane. All right. All right. Last game on the slate. We have the Utah Jazz going to play the Sacramento Kings. Minus three for the Sacramento Kings at home. 241 and a half is the total. Come up from 239. For injury report, we have nobody for the Utah Jazz. And for the Sacramento Kings, we have Trey Lyles, who is questionable. So, relatively clean injury report. Sabonis looked pretty solid in that game. Like, I didn't, from the short, I didn't catch all the game, but from what I did see, it didn't look like he was bothered by that. Didn't he have 31 points? Uh, did he? I thought he did. I know he had a good game. I didn't know he finished with 31, though. I thought Sabonis went off. I thought thought he had like. Yeah, no, I know. When I saw it, he was in the 20s, but I I get, I didn't finish the game. I thought he had like 31, 14, and 7 or something. Oh, yeah. Let let me just see how he did. I know he had definitely good. had a good stat line. He had 31, 10, and 5. Well, while you do that, let me go ahead and read off my reasoning for why we're taking Well, I looked it up. He had 31, 10, and 5. 31, 10, and 5. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, here. Let me pull up my tweet so I can make sure I give everybody the correct numbers. All right, here. So, people, I need you to understand. The Jazz tell you what to do. The Jazz tell you what to do in the line. It is, I'm not going off of it because it's been so profitable. Mm-hmm. This is how you bet the Utah Jazz people. Utah as a favorite is 5 and 10 ATS. Eight of those 10 ATS losses were losses outright. When you get to Utah as an underdog, they are 15 and 7. 15 and 7 as an underdog. Of those 15 wins, 12 of them were outright. 12. So if you combine that, you are 25 and 12 with 20 plus money outright wins. And sprinkle in there that one of those outright wins was the Pistons at 5 to 1. Because they were a double digit underdog and you, you were laying double digits with Utah and Utah wasn't able to fit the bill. You fade them as a favorite, back them as a dog. It is so simple. 
I have stopped completely handicapping the same. That is it. Because it doesn't matter what the matchup is. It doesn't matter who the matchup is. They always fold in those spots. So, yes, Sacramento has been good at home. Yes, they're trying to light the beam again. I'm perfectly fine fading Sacramento. Give me Utah plus three. Give me Utah on the money line. So simple. I'm with you. I just think that is you laid it out perfectly. Utah, as a dog, you blindly bet them, you make a bunch of money. Uh, you blindly fade them as favorites, you make a bunch of money. So I'm on the over, and I'll take uh, Utah. I see a track meet. Yeah, I, now I will handicap the over or the total, and I am taking the over as well. And just because of the fact that there's really nobody – like who – when you sit here and you look at both sides of the ball, who do you sit here and say, wow, that guy is a really good defender? There's only one person that I can think of. It is uh, off night. Yeah. Mitchell. And he's a bench player. <laughs> I just, there you go. <laughs> like, I think Lori Marketing could have a really good game in this game. I think that this could be a game for uh, DeAndre Fox as well, going up against the backcourt of Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton, Malik. Beasley, like none of those guys are really defending. So I think this could be a really, really good game for Fox where Fox has like a 30 point game and tries to force, you know, the Kings win in this one. But yeah, man, it's it's really easy handicap here. I'm I taking like this is a massive Jordan Clarkson game. Yeah, it could be. Could be like who's stopping him? Who's I, I feel like Clarkson's just going to chuck up a bunch of shots in this game and end up with like 30. So, yeah. It's just like the only thing I get mad at handicapping Jordan Clarkson is that it's a lot of those shots that you're like, oh, my God, that's such a bad shot. Like, you should not be taking that shot. In terms of shot quality, he might have the lowest shot quality in the league, but he makes shots. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, it's like it's like the J.R. Smith effect where he waits for a hand to be in his face before he actually <laughs> like you're up. wide open. And it's like, you're not going to come guard me. huh? But he you're needs the guy in front of him. J.R. Smith was the king of that. He needed to make it more difficult. Jordan Clarkson's the same way. He just needs to take difficult shots. All right. We're on over. We're on jazz. Pretty simple there. Before we get into our locking dog, got to talk to you about underdog fantasy because promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com can get you a hundred deposit, a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars for new customers. Go to under underdogfantasy.com slash no, yeah, underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. You can get a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Look, daily games, pick them contests. You had the playoff best ball for NFL taking off in a week or two or something like that. So go draft your best ball teams now. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN, and that will get new customers 100% deposit match up to $100. All right. Let's do this, Scott. For my luck. I will go to – wow, I like a lot of dogs on the cart. Mm-hmm. Let's go with – I'm going with Portland. I feel really good about Portland today. Give me Portland minus two and a half. That's my lock. For my dog, and that's a very good cherry in play. I already have the bet on Miami, so I could just go ahead and say Miami. But nobody out here is telling you to, to play Orlando Magic money line when they just had so many suspensions that they actually had to cut them in half. I'm going to be that guy because I like taking risks and I trust our handicap. So Orlando Magic plus 160 on the money line is my dog. You can parlay that with Paolo's points or Terrence Ross points, and I think you have a pretty good chance of cashing. All right, Scott, what are you doing? All right, uh, so for my lock on the show, I'm trying to see if an official line's been posted for regular assists. I don't think it has, but – uh, let me just look quickly to see if I can find it. Uh, um, okay, pulling up the assist now. I think you know where I'm going, but I do have to ask. Okay, Jay Nivey, uh, four and a half assists is at minus 115. Yep. I'll, I'll take the over as my lock. Uh, I just think he's going the ball in his hands the entire game. Uh, you're looking at Chicago. Chicago is also allowing the third most assists per game. Actually tied for the second most assists per game. So I think Ivy's going to have the ball in his hands a ton. Uh, four and a half is way too low for a guy who should be the starting point guard with no Ivy with uh, no Hayes in the lineup. 
Give me the over four and a half assists there for IV. We already talked about the 22 to one. You know, I'm on it. Uh, I contacted somebody from New York to place it for me, so I'm officially good. Uh, but that's going to be my lock. Give me Jaden Ivey over four and a half assists. All right. And what's your dog? For my dog, I'm going to go back to the Orlando game. I'm not going to go with 35, but I'll play it safe-ish. I will take Boncaro. Uh, third, I could take 25-plus points to be really safe, but I'm not going to do it. I'll take the 30-plus points there for Boncaro, which I can get at plus 330. All right. Plus 330 for you, 30-plus points. You're on Jaden Ivey's over-assist. I have the Portland Trailblazers minus two and a half, and I also have the Orlando Magic on the money line. And we both talked about that 199 to one parlay earlier in yep. the show. Uh, Boncaro, 34 plus Orlando money line. LeBron, 39 plus Lakers money line. That four pick is one is a plus 19,900. And besides that, uh, we both are on Ivy. We both are on IV double double a 22 to one. Yep. All right. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Uh, no, uh, that's basically it. Um, all good. Looking forward to the weekend. Happy New Year to everybody. Now let's make some money. Yes. Is this the this is the last show of the new year? Oh, this is the last show of 2022. Oh, man. Uh, what do I say? I don't know. Appreciate everybody for rocking with us for another year. We're going to do it again in 2023 and keep it rolling. Uh, really big things in store for all of us podcasts, the SGPN, Scott, me, everybody. Big things in store in 2023. So, shouts out to all of you all. Shouts out to us. And let's do it. If you're not already, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following us. Make sure you do all of that. Make sure you leave a review on Spotify. Leave us a review on Spotify and Apple. Please do that. Other than that, I really don't have anything else to say. Nothing else to do. I'll see you in 2023. We're out of here. Basketball, give it, give it, give me the ball because I'm gonna